This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 149. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, Vegeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicky. And this is Larissa. In today's episode of our podcast, we're going to share some of the things that we've learned about iron as a result of Larissa's recent diagnosis of severe iron deficiency. So I don't know, you know, when we get into this, we might talk a little bit about some of your symptoms mm-hmm. and then, you know, some of your conversation with your doctor and then what we're trying to do to remedy some of that. Right. But first, we have a new rating. Oh from Canada and this is from March 15th and it is from the girl (laughs) it's girl with like 12 L's at the end (laughs) and the girl says awesome and very entertaining I give it double thumbs up these ladies have lots of great information to share with everyone along with a side of humor I love the holistic and green tips they always share definitely worth subscribing to awesome thank you so much for taking the time to leave us a rating we greatly appreciate that absolutely all right so let's get into what we need to know about iron. All right. So why do we need this stuff? All right. So our bodies use iron to make hemoglobin. Hemoglobin is a protein that's responsible for carrying oxygen to all the tissues in your body. So the tissues and and muscles need this oxygen in order to function effectively. I mean, just like, you know, we do. So if you weren't paying attention in, uh, in uh, biology or what would it be? I guess, Science class. Yeah. <laughs> biology. Sort of, yeah. If you weren't paying attention to biology, now you know. Now hemoglobin. You know. Protein hemoglobin. responsible for carrying oxygen to your body's tissues. Not hemoglobin. Hemoglobin. <laughs> All right. So that'd actually be a good way to remember it. If you were trying to think about like, think of a goblin, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm into these memory tricks. Mm-hmm. I like thinking if you're studying for a test and they said, what is the protein responsible for carrying oxygen to your body's tissue? Just imagine a little goblin mm-hmm. carrying the oxygen. That's right. Yeah. All right. As Phil Dunphy says, minimonics. Minimonics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, all right. What happens if our bodies don't get enough iron? So the body will develop iron deficient anemia. And now anemia occurs when your red blood cell level and uh, is lower than normal. Now you suffered from anemia even prior to us mm-hmm. becoming vegetarians. I've been anemic for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's a result of my lupus. I have uh, systemic lupus and you know, that's just one of the things that can happen, but I've always been very mild, you know, just, just mild. And I tried taking iron supplements in the past, but they made me sick. And so I stopped and I, you know, but up until just this last, um, checkup that I had, it was just mild, but now it's different. So um, we'll talk about that in a minute. But some reasons that people may develop an iron deficiency. So the first one is simply inadequate iron intake. So if you're eating too little iron over an extended period of time, that can cause a shortage in your body. 
And it's and it can take time because, you know, it, that happens slowly. I mean, because you've got reserves. And so you're pulling on those reserves a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And then eventually you kind of get to the point where you don't have those reserves anymore. So you're still not eating anymore than you were. And so then you stay, you know, more, sev- sev- more severely deficient. Mm-hmm. All right. Another reason that you could become iron deficient is because of pregnancy or heavy blood loss during menstruation. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And uh, another reason is uh, internal bleeding mm-hmm. resulting from certain medical conditions. So stomach ulcers can cause bleeding in your stomach. Polyps, or, colon mm-hmm. cancer. Yeah. Right. And then also, and this is something to really kind of be aware of if you use these, is the regular use of pain medicine, like pain relievers like aspirin, uh, can can cause bleeding in the stomach. And, you know, that's one of the actual warnings that you'll see on, you know, for these medications is is um, that that can be a, a side effect of overuse. Yeah. So probably something to pay attention to if you have to take aspirin for like heart conditions. Mm-hmm, Some mm-hmm. people do that. Um, or pain relievers regularly. Right, right. All right. Um, another reason to that you can become iron deficient is that your body just becomes unable to absorb iron and certain illnesses or types of surgery can cause this to happen. So celiac disease or uh, gastric bypass surgery are a couple of these that can cause your body to just not be able to, to um, intake that iron. All right, so let's talk about some of the symptoms of iron deficiency. And we'll point out a couple that you said you had experienced Mm -hmm. before you were diagnosed with severe iron deficiency. So the first, so these can be very mild at first. That's the other thing. They're not going to necessarily be, and they're probably a little different in everybody depending Mm -hmm. on, you know, depending just on your body. (laughs) Okay, so some of the symptoms of moderate to severe iron deficiency include general fatigue, weakness, Pale skin, shortness of breath, dizziness, strange cravings to eat items that aren't food, such as dirt, ice, or clay, mm-hmm. a tingling, and I've, I've heard about the dirt, like pregnant yeah, women sometimes. I think that's called pica, mm, where okay. you want to eat things like that. Okay. Uh, a tingling or crawling feeling in the legs. Now, you did experience some mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. Tongue swelling or soreness, cold hands and feet, fast or irregular heartbeat, which is something else that yes. you experienced. Yes. Uh, brittle nails and headaches. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, you know, in fact, when I went into the doctor, um, I actually started, I, this whole thing started for me, well, I don't know when it started, but uh, was diagnosed a few weeks back. I went for my regular six month checkup at my rheumatologist for my lupus. And he always does the regular blood work. And he always calls me afterwards and says, all right, you're anemic. I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so I always am. But this time they called me and said, um, okay, we're concerned about this now because your numbers have dropped significantly since November. And so he recommended that, uh, that I follow up with uh, either my primary care or a hematologist. And my primary care was on maternity leave. So I found a hematologist, which is kind of good for me, actually, because I also have a clotting disorder. And so I kind of need to kind of check in on that, too. So I saw her a couple of days ago. Really, really, really nice doctor. I really liked her. And um, she one of the things that she she said, she remarked on, she said, you're really pretty pale. 
I'm like, I am? <laughs> she said, yeah. She said, doesn't anybody tell you you're pale? I said, well, um, my wife says my legs are pale. <laughs> but she said, no, my face was actually pale. And um, I'm like, okay. I, I guess I just don't look at my face that much. Well, and what's hard about that is you stay inside an awful lot. Yeah, that's true. So she said, uh, you know, once I've been, so she put me on supplements. and, and uh, But she said, once I've been taking those for a while, I'll actually probably notice that I have more color in my yeah in my face and and everything so that'll be kind of interesting to see all right so iron and food now iron and food comes in two forms right right so what are those two forms all right so there's heme iron which makes up 40 percent of the iron um that's in meat poultry and fish and this kind of Iron is well absorbed by our bodies. So, you know, that's the kind that we're kind of, I guess, programmed to prefer, I guess. Uh, and then the other is non-heme. Well, that makes sense, right? Non-heme iron. And this makes up the other 60% of the iron in animal tissue and all of the iron that's found in plants. So fruits, vegetables, grains, and nuts. Okay. But that is less well absorbed, correct? Yes. So yes. that is why, because non-heme iron is less readily absorbed, recommendations for iron for vegetarians, including vegans, mm-hmm. may be as much as 1.8 times higher than for non-vegetarians. Right. And, you know, the interesting thing about this, though, is that despite that, despite that we're not getting that heme iron from meat sources, um, Research has shown that there's really not an increased the the um, incidence of iron deficiency in meat eaters and vegetarians and vegans is no different overall. That's you know, interesting. Across the board. Yeah, and I I thought because you would think okay, well it's got to be a huge problem, you know, for for vegetarians and all vegetarians must be anemic and tired and pasty and whatever, but it's really not true. And the reason for this is interesting. It's because even though plants have that non-heme iron, which our bodies don't absorb as readily, they contain more of it than meat contains heme iron so that makes would, sense yeah. yeah and because all we eat is plants uh we're getting more of it no matter no matter what so it kind of evens out which is another reason that if you are a junk food vegetarian you really have to pay attention to that to getting it even if you continue to eat junk food or processed foods to get some greens in you because i know when we started being cu- being a vegetarian three years ago that we weren't eating greens and we were just eating junk. And that's probably a big reason why we felt so poorly. Mm-hmm. We were probably, right. I was probably anemic and didn't know it. I don't think I'm anemic now. Right. But uh, yeah, that's, you really have to pay attention to that. Right. So let's talk about some plant-based sources of iron because there are lots of them. Okay. So first let's talk about dark leafy greens. Mm-hmm. So greens contain more iron when cooked than eaten raw. That is interesting because mm-hmm. you hear a lot of good things about eating raw, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, this, and it must be that I was telling Larissa when we were talking about this earlier, it must be just the heating activates yeah, the ingredient yeah, or something really sure. that that gives you more um more iron, but uh, cooked spinach is the king of all grains with a whopping 6.43 milligrams of iron per one cup. 
So one cup of raw spinach contains only 0.81. So that's a big difference. Milligrams of iron. That's a huge difference. Right. Yeah. And then, of course, there are other, the next five best sources of iron from cooked greens are Swiss chard. Um, and these are in order of how much. So Swiss chard, beet greens, collard greens, kale, and turnip greens. And, you know, one interesting thing that I did read about spinach is, and this is controversial. I mean, there's, you know, different researchers say different things. But uh, I did read on, uh, I think is No Meat Athlete website, an article about iron, said that uh, he didn't recommend spinach as an iron source because spinach contains oxalates which actually block absorption i don't know if that's true i don't know you know how much research backs up that versus the other way around but just something to think about i don't know but i can't eat kale so um we'll stick with Larissa's well, allergic to kale yeah all right so let's move into legumes all right so things like kidney beans uh, a cup of kidney beans provides 3.93 milligrams of iron and then uh, lentils a cup of boiled lentils has 6.6 milligrams of iron uh, pinto beans a cup has 9.8 peanuts which is a legume not a nut uh, has one point uh, one cup has 6.7 milligrams of iron and then you know there are other things like soybeans uh, tempeh which is soybean mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, lima beans and and other things like that all right, uh, nuts. Oh, nuts. Oh, nuts. So when it comes to nuts, uh, cashews contain the most iron, and that's 8.22 milligrams of iron in a cup of cashews. And that's good news for me because I like cashews. I don't really care for almonds and walnuts and pecans, so I was kind of hoping that that would be the case. I love all, actually. But cashews are one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I like I like cashews. So um, You also like seeds. I do like seeds. So uh, other nuts, almonds, uh, 5.32 milligrams per cup, and then macadamias and pistachios, uh, about five milligrams per cup on those. And then seeds, yeah, uh, particularly pumpkin, squash, and sesame. Not a huge fan of pumpkin and squash seeds, but sesame seeds are very easy to incorporate into different dishes. You know, anything that's... um, uh, Asian food, you can sprinkle sesame seeds on any like stir fries or anything. And tahini is sesame seed paste. So when you make hummus, and I mean, that's, it's really easy to get sesame seeds in there. All right. Another thing you like that has iron is dried fruit. Yes. So, so dried peach halves mm-hmm. contain the most iron and at 6.5 milligrams per cup. Okay. And prunes, apricot halves and raisins. I like all of those except for prunes. Mm-hmm. Not a big fan of prunes. And uh, you want to make sure to find dried fruit that has no sugar uh, added or dehydrate your own. Right. That is, uh, we have a dehydrator, don't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And then blackstrap molasses, which is something that I add to my oatmeal on occasion, that uh, has 2.39 milligrams of iron for two tablespoons. Two teaspoons. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So that's a pretty good amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that is good news for a lot of people is dark chocolate and cocoa powder. So dark chocolate, which dark is considered 70 to 85% cacao solids, contains a lot more iron ounce for ounce than beef, which is crazy, right? And that's what I was talking about is, is that uh, – vegetarians and vegans and now this is chocolate so anybody can eat chocolate i mean anybody eats chocolate but uh it doesn't tend to be an issue because there are lots of things that have more iron per serving than 
meat. Right. So, uh, yeah, so three ounces, for for example, three ounces of cooked ground beef that is 70% lean, 30% fat, contains 2.11 milligrams of iron. Three ounces of dark chocolate has 10.12 milligrams Wow, of that's like five times iron. more. Yeah. Crazy. That is... And, uh, then, and then you can pair it, right? Mm-hmm. You can pair chocolate with oranges. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this earlier about the importance of pairing it with uh, vitamin C. Yeah, and we'll talk about that uh, okay. when the end we've got some tips. So just a couple more things. Tofu is another good thing, and that's made from soybeans, of course. So 2.5, 2.15 milligrams of iron for a quarter block of tofu. And then whole grains, uh, quinoa is a really good source with 2.76 milligrams for a cup. But some other good whole grain sources are oatmeal, barley, rice, bulgur, uh, buckwheat, and millet. It's probably a good reason why I don't suffer from iron deficiency because I have oatmeal, I Mm -hmm. eat quinoa, I eat rice. (laughs) (laughs) Right. All right. So let's move into the tips then. All right. Now now let's talk about that uh, vitamin C thing you were mentioning. Okay. So vitamin C is important to consume with iron because it actually helps to increase the absorption of non-heme iron. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you add vitamin C to a meal, it increases non-heme iron absorption up to six times, actually. Wow. So it it, um, actually makes that better than heme iron. If you if you do that, you it kind of boosts it, it more. Yeah, yeah boosts right, it up. exactly. So um, the and the good thing here with vegetables is many vegetables that are already a good source of iron, like broccoli and bok choy, also are high in vitamin C. So you're already getting so that combo kind of in one it thing. Into one, right? Right. Awesome. And then when you put like some squeeze some fresh lemon on your broccoli, then you get even more. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so some commonly eaten combinations are like stir fried tofu and broccoli and um, or beans and tomato sauce. And when you said when I said beans and tomato sauce, you made a face and you're like, who eats beans and tomato sauce? But I think like so for things like baked beans or things like that, that have that combination. Um, I think in my head I was picturing more of some sort of spaghetti dish or something. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. yeah. But I can see what you're saying. But there are a lot there are lots of combinations yeah. that you can do. Um, and when you were just going back a bit, when you were saying about the. Uh, broccoli and lemon it didn't occur to me but that's really that is a really good thing because mm-hmm. you you typically you introduced me to that yeah. i never used to eat bro- uh, lemon, lemon with broccoli, broccoli. You, you did it for the taste mm-hmm. but little did you know you were actually helping to yeah. increase your iron well, i like squeezing lemon absorption. on a lots lots of like steamed or, or roasted mm-hmm. vegetables yeah it gives a good flavor yeah, yeah. it does all right. Um, so one other tip is uh, to limit your calcium and coffee and tea consumption um so the reason for this is calcium and uh, the tannin. Okay, so let me back up. Coffee and tea, it's not for the caffeine. It's uh, for the tannins that are in coffee and tea. So both ca- calcium and these tannins reduce iron absorption. So if you're going to have tea or coffee or if you're having like calcium supplements or if you drink milk or whatever um, – Use those several hours before a meal that's high in iron. Or if you take iron supplements, you know, don't have those at the same time. Yeah. So you were talking even about your iron supplements now mm-hmm. that you have, you're taking them because you drink coffee after you eat, mm-hmm. but making sure that you're not taking those pills right around that time. Right. So I'll like, if I have coffee, I'll wait an hour. And, you know, with the iron supplement, they say you should take it on an empty stomach if you can. I can't. It makes me 
sick. And so I've so far I've had this is my third day of taking it um, this time around. And so far, it's been okay. Yesterday, the the queasiness was worse than the day before. Um, I just took it about 45 minutes ago. So it hasn't hit me yet. But hopefully it won't, you know. Um, But I'm kind of not doing it on a completely empty stomach, but just like waiting an hour or so or two after I eat. Yeah. And of course, you should continue to take those supplements because the doctor mm-hmm. told you to take those supplements. But Larissa and I have also talked about just incorporating some of the mm-hmm. stuff we just and we it's just mentioned. Easy. There's mm-hmm. so many things. I mean, but buy buy some cashews and, and raisins, ready right? raisins and, and dried apricots and just have those for snacks. Right. You know, super easy. All right. Are we ready to move into the recipe of the week? Let's do it. All right, the recipe this week is red beans and rice. All right, this is a Vegetarian Times recipe. And, you know, this is something, it's so funny, even before um, I there was this whole iron deficient thing, I had been wanting red beans and rice. I haven't had any in a while, um, and I've kind of been wanting some, so that's a good excuse to make some. Let's go find some after this podcast. Okay. Okay, the quote this week. I'll let you read this one. Okay, so this is Horace Mann, and it says, um, and Vicky laughed at me. She's like, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> You'll see. Um, so it's a teacher who is attempting to teach without inspiring the pupil with a desire to learn is hammering on cold iron. <laughs> iron. I got iron in there. That's she said why. that just because the word iron is in it. <laughs> iron. I just like search for quotes about iron and I just found a bunch of stupid stuff. And then uh, it's a good quote though. Quotes about iron intake is even stupider stuff. And I'm like, all right, I well, can this only is imagine. a cool quote. Yeah. So doesn't all have right. anything to do with food iron, but you know. So what's the question this week? Right. So have you experienced problems with iron deficiency or iron deficient anemia? Um, or is that a concern for you? Is a, you know, is it something that you actively work to, to prevent or, or, you know, anything like that? So let us know. I mean, we, I, I posted this in the peas and carrots, our, our Facebook group, our closed Facebook group, peas and carrots society. And I posted this, you know, when I found out about the iron deficiency problem that I'm having and, Oh my gosh, we got so many amazing like responses to that. And so many other people are saying, Oh, I had the same problem or, you know, here's what I did. And so that's one of the reasons that I love that group so much is there's just so much support. What up? Peas and carrots. Peas and carrots. Peas and carrots in the house. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> she just rolled her eyes at I me. did. You probably could even hear that. Uh-huh. <laughs> you hear my eyes creaking back in my head. Um, but anyway, so yeah, if you haven't checked out the Peas and Carrots Society and you are on Facebook, um, go head on over there. It's uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen and uh, hit us up. We will approve you and you're in. All right. I think that does it for our show this week. Until next time, peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.